Oh, hello, and welcome. I am Marcolina Lyon, and you are listening to Into the World We Go. I am a healing healer who has claimed back her birthright of belonging on this planet, and I'm here to build a loving, supportive, and connective community of fellow healing healers evolving on their own personal journey of self-discovery, self-knowing, and reunifying their relationship with the goddess and God within and around them. As we follow our path of uncovering what makes us wildly human and mysteriously spirit, I offer this platform as a safe space for those who are awakening to who they truly are while they are letting go of all they've been told to be. May we walk forward in our path with our heads held high, our hearts as our armor, and our souls as our ultimate guide. If you are ready, take my hand and let's dive in together into the world we go. As the lion emerges from the darkness of its lion's den and into the light, a majestic creature beaming in the sun's rays, what we bear witness of is the unparalleled harmony of a powerful, divinely feminine and divinely masculine being that is you. Lion Soul Pack is an online monthly membership group made up of and for healing healers desiring community and spirituality during life and sensual transformation. Through movement, dance, sacred sharing, and visualizations, find safety in being witnessed just as you are. We are a beautiful, spiritually-led group that strongly encourages all to come in their raw form. We do not offer advice, rather we offer a space where you feel safe to express the unspoken words and truths that you hold within and delve into the wonder of your own body through movement. If you are interested in joining, the first gathering is free. Head over to www.marklinalion.com for more information. I implore you to come as you are, stand in your ground, rooted, strong, and empowered with your soul pack. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode, everybody. This week, we have Amber and Marcolina together. So although we don't have Speak Up Podcasts, this is our intro when we join together in our forces of magic, of our beautiful words and wisdom that are going to just pour from us. And it's been a while since we've done an episode together. So I'm super, super, super excited to be doing an episode and sitting in your presence, Amber, even though we speak often. <laughs> I just always love being in your presence and um, just what we create together. We've been creating together for like three years now. So blessings to that. Wow. Blessings to that. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. We've been doing incredible work and I just want to give a shout out to Caitlin, our number one listener from the speak up to now. <laughs> Caitlin. Um, I'm sure our... there's many others and like people who have heard the recent episodes that we've done on each other's episodes, like on each other's podcasts. But uh, I definitely know that one for sure has like translated. Mm. So. Thank you so much, Caitlin. I, I appreciate that. Like in all realness, that that is super amazing. Um, and to know that like our work is still carrying out even like years into it. 
Well, I feel yes. grateful. So leave a right and review of five stars and you could win a chance to win a mug caitlin because it's just you right now (laughs) (laughs) yes yes so amber you have a new name to your show now right yes it's called soulful coffee chats oh my god i love that i love that and you guys know uh, my podcast is into the world we go um oh man i have to share so i changed my brand to the spirit of you temple and I decided to declare that it's going to be season two of the podcast. And so the first two episodes were um, under the umbrella of the Spirit of You Temple podcast. Mm. And it was shortly after that, because I feel like our work is constantly evolving as we evolve. And I've just been like growing exponentially with my spirit. And something that keeps ringing true is I just want to have conversations with the people who are listening. And my podcast guests, like I want it to be a conversation. I don't just want it to be interview style anymore. I want it to be like me and you talking. I want to like whatever I say on the podcast, if it's a solo episode for listeners to then message me on Instagram to continue the conversation. So like it had to be coffee chats. Mm. And I also had to, I was doing tea and tarot segments and I had to acknowledge the fact that I wasn't drinking tea. (laughs) there's that i love that you're like i'm living a lie everyone and i also don't use tarot cards i use oracle cards and i was like coffee and oracle is not gonna cut it Mm. no so man mark elena because we're both on each other's podcast right now and we're like we're actually having a conversation Mm -hmm. and a chat right our topic today is a topic that both of us will be sharing our stories and probably giving insights of like things that we've seen each other's stories. Like when you're talking, I just imagine me like allowing you to finish your thought, hopefully, but I'm not good at that. So I just want to acknowledge to everyone listening, like I will probably interfere with the conversation. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I mean, you said it in your explanation of, of why, you know, changing to coffee chats and the goal is to just have these flowing conversations and that's the goal here. And truthfully, like if any of you guys do know us on a personal level, then, you know, that's how we chat. Like even sometimes I'll like, I mean, I don't often, the only time I get mad when someone interrupts me is if I'm already mad and then I'll be like, stop it, shut up. Let me finish. <laughs> so I'll but know it, if she's mad, everyone. <laughs> yes. Yes. Cause then I'll be like, shut up. <laughs> I love it. But if I am not mad uh, and I mean, especially in these kind of conversations, like I just think it's such a beautiful thing when we just have that organic, just chiming in and sharing and like whatever comes through to us, like it's just, I think it's, it's beautiful. So I look forward to it. Yes. I look forward to you interrupting me with beautiful knowledge and wisdom and enlightenment coming from you. Yes. Also, I just want to like put this into the ethers. Like one day, Mark Lana and I will be living back in the same state. Mm-hmm. And so you guys will be getting these episodes with us in person and we're going to be in my house and I'm going to have a whole like setup happening in my backyard and inside to have in-person podcast episodes. So this will also be a YouTube channel or whatever, like my soul decides it's going to be like, I can't wait. I cannot like literally I'm like squealing. I'm like trying to not squeal because it just, 
That makes me so excited, like so excited. And, and it's so cliche, but it's like, you really don't know what you have until it's gone type of stuff. And, and not in like a regretful way, but it's just not, it's not humanly possible to know how much you're going to miss things or, or the extent of what it's going to feel like until it happens. That's really what that means. And so like to think back and to now where my life has gone since I left New Hampshire and separated from you and to think back of like, oh, being in that flow again, where like we get to see each other at least weekly, you know, if not probably more, more a few times a week, depending <laughs> on how close we live. Like, um, cause we used to live like an hour away from each other. And although even when we stopped going to school, we still saw each other often until yeah. you like became my neighbor. Um, but like just thinking about that energy again, and just having, the ability to be in the space and create, but like in the energy of who we are now, like, cause we've grown so much and like, just, I just, oh, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I can't wait to dance with you again. Like dance in the rain. Oh, in the rain. I can't wait to have like events together. Like, you know, where. So Mark uh, is coming to my event that's happening in June of next year. Mm-hmm. And I'm super stoked to actually be putting this on, but honestly, like everyone's going to speak like everyone who attends has to speak that mm. is like because throat chakra has been I, and we'll talk about the episode of like the topic of like this but the throat chakra for me has been the biggest opening and I didn't realize until like the literally the last month of how powerful my throat chakra is mm. and it's because of the work that I've done and that's of course what I'm going to be bringing other people into so yeah. right now my, my events are going to be like 20 people because I want it to be 20 people because I want each and every one of the people that shows up to speak at the event. You know, Amber, you remind me of the, I mean, it's like the, one of the few events I went to, um, but you remind me of like the first event that we went to. And I remember feeling like, I wish I was important enough to speak. And so I just love that that's going to be one of the things at your event is to have that space where it's not just like, I want you to stand up and tell me about yourself, but to have an opportunity to even probably do it. I'm assuming more than once, like to speak oh, on yeah. like on things and your opinions. And, you know, I think like that's what that's so important for people to know that they are important. What they have to say is important. And then to be given that space. So, yes, oh, I that guess makes thank you i'm so excited okay so just so i don't keep saying the topic the topic the topic okay so i'm gonna read the sentence of which we wrote out but i i'm going to twist it just so we all know my mind needs me to read it and then my soul is just gonna just take off okay it's not that you're unsure it's that you're unsure if you're going to be accepted So the thing that you want to say, the thing that you want to do, the thing that you want to be, the reason why you feel unclarity around it, the reason why you feel confusion around it, the reason why you do the buts, ifs, like the pauses, the hums, the questioning in your head 10 times more than you act when you say it to the person. And then when you say it to the person, you're like, but if it doesn't happen, like all of those little side comments, that's unsurety. And it's because you're unsure if people are going to ridicule you, judge you, abandon you. And those are all, and I I wrote this in one of my posts, like 
those are all mind things. Like your number one job with the mind is to keep you safe. So it's okay that we're having all of this issue. But the 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 job of the mind that I'm asking us to step into, we're never going to be able to fully like override that. But it's is to work with the soul of being like, this is the dream, this is the mission. And the thing that I truly, truly want is to love and accept myself no matter what happens or who leaves. And so, yeah, that's where like, I need, when we have this conversation, we're going to have two different stories and we're going to have multiple stories, I'm sure. But like, it's not that you're scared that you just won't be accepted. It's that you are officially not accepting yourself. And that is a much harder pill to swallow than being scared to be loved and accepted by others. And when you wake up to that, just like me, you will go on a search for it. And and this episode is going to be us sharing our search for it and the finding of it. And it happens again and again and again. Like this isn't, we decided to be humans. So this is just going to keep occurring. So yeah, Mark Elena, do you have like, where do you want to start off? Well, you know, I just want to say like, I I just, I love this topic, um, you know, because it rang so much truth to me when you had said it to me of like, wow, it's not that it's, it's more that I fear other people accepting me and how much I've been living my life from that point of view and how much that has affected my decision-making and, and really what it tied to very strongly for me is like my lack of confidence and what confidence means to me, because there's nothing more confident than a person who chooses for themselves, know for themselves and sticks by it, no matter what anybody says. And, and to have those empowering times in, in your life. And, you know, my, my relationship with this topic has definitely had a lot of evolution and growth. <laughs> I also want to share when I first met you, you were like the most confident person ever that I had met and like very intimidated by you in the, in the sense of like, I was not confident. So like you could tear me apart if you wanted to, because I was, I was that vulnerable. I didn't hold any confidence, but I've also watched you. Like, it's so funny that our mind has these perceptions of other people being like the most confident being you're like, I wasn't the most confident being, but like you, I don't even know if you defended your confidence, but people who have to question or defend like what we're saying right now, like if you're like, oh, I am confident, Amber. Oh, I am confident, Mark Lynn. I don't need to listen to this. That's probably your mind protecting you. I just want to call that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, like, and <clears throat> that perception that you had of me is actually like, that ties to me healing my, my good girl. Because one of the things about being like a good girl for me was to be, to come off confident, come off together, like, you know, things to have this emotional maturity and knowing of self and awareness of self. And, but what I always knew true is, and like, because one of my favorite things I love to say was embrace imperfection. And that was the good girl in me crying to stop needing others to perceive me that way because that was made them more comfortable and, or it made them uncomfortable. Like, however it, you perceived it, it really came down to the person, but 
what it opened my eyes to more recently. Cause like, even still to this day, like I've, I have people who will say that to me, like, you're so confident. Like you look so confident. Like I would never think that you thought this or this or this or that. And I'm like, well, because you're deafened by your perception of me. And I realize like it strongly plays into the fact that it's like, I've been trying to convince people like I'm not like I'm suffering. Like I literally like I like that's all I've been trying to do for years is tell people like I'm hurting, <laughs> like stop seeing me this way. And and it's really like it's more of like that acceptance. You know, it really relates actually to the topic because I was afraid like while I'm also saying like, hey, like I was telling you that I wasn't perfect so, because I knew that there will be a day that you realize that I'm not perfect and then you'll shame me for it because that's what everyone had done to me. And that's why I wanted people to stop seeing me like that and seeing me like I was so confident because when I stopped playing up to that, even though I didn't choose to, I was just being myself. And then I was also just being myself, but when it didn't play into the role that they had already saw me as, then they would attack me. And then that's when you really saw how not confident I actually was, you know, and, and it, it just played this like hard thing in my head of like, I'm I, like my relationship with confidence and feeling good about self and trusting self has always been kind of complex. And I lived a life thinking that it was like, it really was an appearance. If I looked it, then I must be it. But then I was like, okay, I still look it, but guys, I'm not confident. Like I'm telling you, I don't feel it. Um, but I think it also was like, I wasn't empowering myself either. And I wasn't seeing myself like for who I actually was. And while inside, like I felt like I wasn't confident. There were lots of parts of me that was, and I, I like, I was vocal, like I would stand my ground, but I think like what I knew was true is that a lot of times I was doing that in a way to protect myself so that when you discover it, hopefully you won't harm me. Susie Moore, I was just listening to her yesterday and she defined confidence as having the courage to be uncomfortable. And so what I saw, especially when we were in the classroom, right? Like I saw a woman who was willing to ask the questions that I was unwilling to ask. She was willing to be uncomfortable in the classroom when I wasn't. So you were confident, but also it's like, um, when I, I walked into, I'm oh, sorry, I don't, I don't mean to interrupt you, but I want to correct that. Um, I did that as like a safety like, so while it's perceived as confidence, my intention was not confident. My intention was because I lived in a constant state of discomfort. And I, because I was so uncomfortable being the person who could potentially be the most stupid kid in the classroom, like I'd always felt I was, um, my anxiety and discomfort would put like, m make me fall into this cycle where then I would have to expose myself. And like, sometimes like, I felt it within where I was like frustrated with self. You guys didn't see that, but what you saw after, cause I remember you guys saying that to me, like, you're so confident. And then my remark to you guys, I remember was like something along the lines of like, it'd be really fucking great if other people could tell that, that like that they're not getting it. So I could stop looking like the dumb kid in class. And that's how, you know, I wasn't confident and I wasn't doing it from a place of like, I'm confident enough to speak up for myself. No, I was, um, I lived in fight. And, and I knew how to fight <laughs> and, yeah, I've always no, no, no. and I was going to bring that part up because I also remember that moment. Um, and so for me, like I am a big woman 
So when I'm around people who I know are going to pick on my size, I will have a tendency to call myself out before they do as a safety mechanism. So I feel like it's the same way with your, your thing where people would be like, oh, you're so body confident when I say things. I'm like, I'm just saying it before you can, you can literally like ridicule me. So no, the same, same energetic, but I remember that moment. <laughs> yeah. Cause it was like, and it really like, it goes so beautifully with this topic of like, that was my fear of, I wasn't, I wouldn't be accepted by you guys, right. you know? So I, the fact that that was the first time in my entire life that somebody didn't come up to me and call me stupid after something like that. Like the only time I'd ever been approached for asking questions after a class was to let me know how dumb they thought I was. And so that was the first time in my entire life that someone came up to me and not just you. I think it was three of you who said yeah, it. Was a lot of us. Yeah. And I didn't know how to respond to it other than to fight and to be in, in fight mode, because that's what I was trained to do. And I didn't like, I didn't see it as a compliment and I saw it as like another attack to self, but I couldn't, I remember like not being able to fully process it. Cause I thought about it like later on and we've talked about it before. And, and like, you know, it's just like, that's where I see, like, I, I just didn't give myself credit, you know, like of how I was vocal. Um, and now I'm in a place in my life where it's like, okay, we are not a fighter. Like we're vocal because we, we, we are confident enough to be uncomfortable at the, at saving ourselves, you know, and not letting ourselves be uncomfortable in the dangerous ways. You know what I mean? Like there's two different kinds of uncomfortables and there's like some just life. And then there are others like, you gotta, you gotta stand your ground and it gets uncomfortable, you know? And it's like, that's where it's like the, the comfort fell through so much for me. And that's where confident fell through. And, you know, it's like, it made me so uncomfortable that you guys even spoke to me after class, you know, cause I was like, oh my God, what are they going to say? Like, they're not going to accept me. They're going to think I'm dumb, you know? And like, honestly, looking back, oh my God, I'm going to get like emotional for a sec, but um, like looking back at that time in my life, like I remember my last day when I, like I was speaking to you guys, like you guys were like the only experience that I truly had, like with people who didn't make fun of me. And like, it just accepted me. Like they accepted that I sometimes would say things wrong or read things wrong, or like, I didn't always get things. And like, you guys always would just explain stuff to me. And like, school was so hard for me. Like, especially when I went back to college, like it was so fucking hard because I didn't accept myself at all, like whatsoever. And I was so afraid of how I would be punished for it you know, for being who I was. Cause it felt like the world hated me because I wasn't like everybody else. And to be in that space with you guys and to have those moments of just empowerment, you know, like was so healing of like, you are accepted. Like they do love you, but you get to love you. Like you should love you, you know, like you didn't have to punish yourself and be afraid all these years. And I think it ties also into like that, that manifestation, right? Like we've been talking a lot about like being our manifestors and that I'm not saying that I did like, you know, X for people to be mean to me, but as I went older, like as I grew in life, I stayed in the cycle of that story. And I had a really hard time letting go of that story because of fear of just not being accepted again. And then you know, the, the pain of emotion, like an emotional attack is just as much as a physical attack. 
And so like my brain just wanted to avoid that at all cost. And like, I believe also at the same time, like the universe could see that I wasn't understanding and that manifested you guys to show me like, okay, you saw that world, but I also want you to know this world exists too, where you could live in a place where you exist with who you are exactly as you are and you don't hide and you don't have to be angry. And even if you guys did reject me, I didn't need to be angry, but I'm very fortunate that you didn't reject me, you know, because the universe knew how much like I needed to see that, like people could see me, you know, like people could actually see me. And I never felt seen until I lived in New Hampshire. That was the first time in my life is when I met you guys, you know, and to be seen was the scariest fucking thing, you know? And I think honestly, my relationship with you was one of the most profound life-changing relationships because of how I allowed you to see me. Mm. And I allowed you to see me at the risk of knowing that you seeing all of me could mean you reject me, but you didn't. I, I also want like, then Marcolina needs to, needs to have that perspective. So I'm not, I'm not shitting on you for having the perspective. Like I could reject you. But I want our now versions of us going into the future to be like, I'm going to be seen because I will be accepted. Like my people will accept me. So yes, there's going to be rejections. They're not my people. And so like, that that's what I want us to step into now for the mind. Because we've done a lot of the soul work. We've done a lot of the healing work. And it's now getting comfortable with the new reality of which we want not just healing the past reality. It's an and both for me. Like there's always healing to be done, sure. But we also need to like recalibrate to to what's to come. I love that. I love that so much. And it's so empowering, you know, and to like, you know, because we're talking about past me and like who I am today. And, you know, I mean, every day we're changing and growing. Um, and And I definitely am shedding that layer of like fear of rejection, you know, and, and something like that I'm working through that's really profound for me right now is like, don't hide and you'll never feel like you'll have to hide again, mm. you know, cause it, you will attract everything that you want. Like you said, like, and to be open to allowing that you could be open in your relationships, your relationships can heal too. Like that, that was a big thing. Like I had to forgive self and also forgive others and see that relationships can heal and evolve. And also like just having that safety of like, Hey friend, this is who I am. This is what I'm thinking. And just allowing me to be a human. And like, I, I feel like we both talk about this in different, different ways on both of our shows, but like the most important thing for us to ever do for another person is to allow them to explore what being human is like, and to be a guide of their human experience and soul experience and not to like enforce, like, this is what I think is right for you. And this is what you should do. And, and this path of saying like, I'm, I, I'm afraid to be who I am it's, or I'm confused, but it's more like, no, it's just, I don't want that. Like I'm, I'm, af I'm afraid and confused that I'll be accepted and realizing like, no, you have to show that part of yourself because you can't be accepted by anybody in fullness. And then you'll never, you'll, you'll just never know, like, you'll never know who your people truly are 
when you're hiding and denying parts of yourself. And, you know, I, we can't say it enough of like, build that community, build those friendships where you're able to do that and have that experience because it's not that the world hates you. Okay. Speaking from one person who lives like that, it's not that they hate you. It's not the world rejecting you or the world abandoning you at this point in your life. It's your denial of being open to receiving that you could have people accept you because you can accept yourself and you don't have to hide. And it's not the worst thing in the world when someone says that they don't like you or what you're wearing. It really isn't. It's probably the best thing because then you get to know who they are and you get to let them go and you get to move on and you get to grow. Yeah. One of the defining moments in my, my spiritual experience, and I forget, I, I've had a lot, don't get me wrong, but like, I think I was working with Kayla or it could have been Meredith. And I said to them, it used to scare the shit out of me when people would have me visualize standing on top of a mountain by myself. Like there's no one, you have nothing. Who are you? And I was like, Oh no. Like that scared me. And then I finally got to the point where I was like, I don't care if anyone else is on the mountain with me. And like, that was a relieving feeling because I got to explore and discover who I am. And so, yeah, like realizing that everyone could go in my life was one of the most freeing thoughts, but that took time to get there. I like to use the example of a mountain, especially because it was through my, it was through my experience of hiking. It was literally through my experience of building the confidence and safety of to hike by myself and literally stand on a mountain alone and think about who I was. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love that you, you uh, shared that because that was a really like big moment for me. The, I mean, it was a handful of moments, but there was one profound moment where it was really, I was really aware of exactly that thought. And I really enjoyed that feeling of just being me. Yeah. And like you and I keep talking um, in our private conversations about like being sovereign beings. And I think like, you know, especially like, unfortunately, like women or, or people who have um, female body parts have lived and been taught this existence to like your, your entire being is dependent on the love that you find um, and how you grow with that and how you grow with other people, because your whole existence is to be a service and your whole life is to be at the service and joy of other people. And I just love that, like, as two women, you know, like it's fucking awesome to know who you are without anybody around you. And that's exactly who you, you should know. And that's exactly the time you should spend in your life is figuring that out. And if there's for any fucking second that you're like, I don't know who I am. I don't know what I'm doing. You have that, that space to get to know you and, and to empower that and be like, no, I have to know me. My world around me isn't real or acting in, in alignment of a reality that I want so long as I don't know myself. And, and giving yourself that time to do that and accepting yourself through it. I feel like I've gone through a, a time portal with you. And I, I need to acknowledge that because it's like, you just brought me back to college. And like, that just opened up a portal that was like, that was, that, that was, that was a time. 
that was a moment that was a moment that was a moment I remember walking in the halls and I know I've said this on a podcast episode with you I don't remember which one um where Callie had said that I looked confident because of how I was walking and like a couple years before I had a woman tell me I don't look confident because of how I was walking and I knew that my life had shifted because I had made decisions to shift my life and I had declared it. So even though I was uncomfortable in the classroom asking questions and you, you snapping at me um, encouraged me to ask questions, like it, it snapped my mind to be like, I have to ask questions. It was obviously like for my mind, I was doing it for you, but it was a wake up call for me that I'm also allowed to be seen. And like, that was a process. But anyways, I bring that because I don't need, and, and we will constantly be sharing stories of our past, but our now version of ourselves has a lot of stories to share too. And I want to snap us back to like basically the present moment because yeah, we've grown so much since then, but what are we dealing with now? And one of the topics that you put out was movement and your whole program and who, like what you put out into the world is based on movement just as much as spirit. And so like, if you don't mind, can <laughs> can we go into that? Yeah, absolutely. My life's work is dedicated to supporting and guiding fellow healing healers as they bear the flames of the phoenix within being reborn again. Throughout our lives, we go through many different metamorphosis processes that have caused a death and rebirth cycle Nothing is more explosive than when we rise from what I call the slumber, the loud and yet lonely void of darkness, where we are living, but far from alive. The slumber keeps us locked away, distant and out of touch from the power of our own sensual and sexual liberation, which is what I believe is the source to your light, your magic, and your creative being. There comes a time in everyone's life, within the slumber, where the universe will ask you, will you honor the whisper of your truths, or will you remain bounded to a life you know is not authentic to you? To live a life of our truest desires is to never stop yourself from living again. Soulful Movement is a three-month, one-on-one metamorphosis program for spiritual death and rebirth for the awakening of your inner divine feminine and masculine energies. Soulful Movement is my most connective and supportive service that I offer. Nourish your being and allow your unparalleled sensual goddess code to be reborn. Many times people have said, maybe in another life, but I question, why not this one? If you feel ready to embark on the journey of your own personal liberation, There is no better time than the now. I ask that through divine trust, you follow the reasons your intuition led you here today. And from there, I'm here, set to go, and ready to fly with you when you are. And together, we will build and grow a more soulful world. Head over to www.marcolinalion.com to learn more and schedule your discovery call today.
Okay. So when we were talking, it was more like you had insecurities about how people were going to see your body as you moved your body, how you wanted to move it. And so I want you to touch on that, but I also need you to touch on what you hope your clients and what your clients are receiving from them learning that it's safe for them to move their body the way that their body wants to move. Hmm. Well, I, I love that. Um, that's the direction you want to talk about. Cause I do think that that's such a, a really powerful part of my recent journey. Um, I feel like I have like touched on like movement and stuff, but I feel like in the, in the sense of this topic, it's a great place to go back to because when it came to movement, like I've always loved to dance and I've always loved to move my body. And I've always loved to even move my body in ways that are, would be considered quote unquote provocatively. Like I've always loved shaking my ass. I've always loved like whining and I've always loved like popping my chest. Like I, I was never uncomfortable by doing those movements, but I've had people around me who would be uncomfortable by it and, you know, almost like slut shaming and, you know, or just being like, don't do that here, or that's too much, or, you know, you're shaking, like, you know, you're bouncing too much. And, and so for many years, like I lived in this like discomfort of movement and especially around the fact that like, if I move my body in a certain way, people won't accept me they'll, they'll think I, I can't move my body the way I want and also be a good girl and fit the role of the good girl. And so like, there were certain settings, I would let it like come out in my, like throughout my life. Um, you know, especially if I was with people who, who were cool with that type of like vibe, like we would fucking hit it off, but it was really about like me getting back to self. And I, I realized that like, as people stripped away, like my self of movement was disappearing. You know, like I wasn't valuing it and I was hiding it more because they were like a mask and coming back into movement now into my life and like being like, I'm safe to move my body in the ways that I need in order to heal and the ways I want to express and the ways that make me feel joy and the ways that make me feel happy. And I had to get to this place where, and, I, and I'm still working at it. Like I am still working at it because, you know, my future goals, like some, my, my more, my future goals that I have for movement and self is allowing myself to express in, in openly in a more, what would be seen as sexual or sensual or both. Um, and so getting to this place of like, okay, I'm still going to be accepted. Even if I look sexy, I'm still a great lovable person even if I touch my breast and claiming back my own body has been so like such a, a rapid change of momentum for me in my healing journey, because I claim back my breast. I have claimed back my vagina. I have claimed back my ass. Like I have claimed back my stomach and the parts of myself that you either people either use to sexualize or body shame one or the other or both um, and said, no, it's for me. And not only is it for me, but I love myself so much that I, I have to have consent with self now, because at the end of the day, this body is temporary and I respect my body so much that I ask my body, are you okay with this movement? Are you okay with this touch? Do you like it when I do that? Do you not like it when I do that? How do you want to establish that with other people? And through my movement is what I realized is how much I lacked body, bodily autonomy 
And that's really been my experience and, and the forward motion of my, my business now and what I help people do. Because my goal is to help other individuals get in tune and in touch with their sensual and sexual being. Because that is where like the core of who you actually are, what I believe, is your forward motion. Because when somebody is like, you live in this body day in and day out, right? And people like have lived their entire life uncomfortable even seeing themselves naked or touching themselves other than like when they have to. I don't find that normal. I don't find that healthy. And I question the fuck out of it. And that was a big shift for me is when I started to touch myself and move my body, I was, I started to just ask myself questions. Why have you been so uncomfortable? What are you afraid of? Who are you actually protecting when you don't move your body? And who are you actually harming when you don't move your body? When you choose movement, who do you choose it in mind with? For self or others? And so that experience of myself, when I started to touch my body, it opened this world. And, and actually what really triggered, and you guys know this, is um, when I got attacked by the dog because it violated my body. And that's what brought movement back into my life. And that's what shook me and woke me up is like how many times my body has been violated and touched in ways that I didn't like. And I felt I wasn't strong enough to defend it or claim space. But yet like people around me, like we're going back to like what you talk about, I was seen as confident. Yet if somebody were to slap my ass, I probably wouldn't defend myself as much as you thought you think I would have, depending on the situation and the event. You know, like if I was just by myself, I don't know back then. Now in this point in my life, like I would say, like, don't fucking touch me and, you know, have this more of a ability of feeling like I can protect my body. And so what I, I want with other people is to get them to a place of understanding that there is so much fucking power in your sensual and sexuality. And, and you are doing a disservice to yourself by denying the fact that you love sex and you don't just love sex in the sense of like, I want to have intercourse. No, you love sex in the sense of like, I love to be sexual myself. I want to romanticize myself. I want to touch my own body and feel comfortable when I, when I dance, it is a form of sex with like spirit and, and the intertwining of universe and having that comfort to be like, we could do that and not be shamed and live in guilt because it's actually really normal. It's really normal to not only like want, but crave and be a more sensual being. You know, I do believe like, yeah, there are people who are atypical, but I also believe that there's people living or asexual. Um, there are people who are living, believing that they're asexual, but really they're just living in an environment where they can't fully express their sexual and sensual being and calling themselves asexual feels a lot safer than allowing themselves to step out of it. You know, and I, like I said, I do believe that there are people, but like, as someone like I lived, like there was a point in my life that I said, I'm asexual. No, no, honey, <laughs> you weren't asexual. You were living as a captured eagle and locking yourself into a cage because you were so afraid that if you actually expressed in the way that you really want to, it makes people uncomfortable or hungry for you. And one or the other, I don't fucking care anymore. Like, I want to be hungry for me. And so I am. I am hungry to know who I am. In my, this is my belief system. 
we have to do the energy work and take the action in order for something to come to fruition. Um, so whether your energy is is back when when you didn't have the confidence and the action was not speaking, right? That's an action. Then you you result in situations that you don't want, right? Now you have the energy work that you've been doing to then allow your body to be seen however it wants, like however you want it to be seen with a, whatever movement you want and even posting it on TikTok. So that's an action. And you've been like, so can you explain to me, because I don't think I know this answer of like, what was the energetic shift for you? And what was like one of those first few actions that you took? So the first energetic shift was in 2019 when we danced on the bridge. And that was the energetic shift of saying like, you are a dancer. Like this is part of your being movement is a part of you living in joy. Like that is a part of my being that I, I knew as a child and disconnected from because of an environment that I existed in through dance. And then when we were on that bridge, it brought me back to this, this is, this is what inner joy looks like. And so it took I mean, my life was really busy from like 2019 and up to like 2021. And so I feel like just because of busyness of life, I disconnected a little bit with dance, but then coming back to it on TikTok, I, I still held on to like what that experience was when we were on the bridge and how, and like you and I danced in the rain a handful of times after that. And those were also moments that were really profound to me. Um, and I know they like sound really simple, but what they really weren't because what those moments and why I want to go back to starting there is the part, the reason why those moments were big was because I did something I loved in a, in a place that made me really uncomfortable. And I still did it because I love to do what I was doing. And so that was a big shift for me to be like, I love to dance because I love to dance, not because I have to be the best dancer and people can see me but I still love to do it. Like we danced in the rain and then we cleansed ourselves. And so when I, when my life got a little less busy in 2021, <clears throat> I held on to that and started dancing on TikTok because the ways I was beginning my dancing was more like, this is casual, right? Like, this is just who I dance. Like, you know, I danced with you. I danced on that bridge, but then it was this past February. It, I did um, another TikTok and this is where I would say it was this past February where I started to actually shift. And I started Line Soul Pack back in August and I did bring movement because I want it because I was touching self in my alone time. Um, but your question was, how did I get to a place of making it public? And it was this one video that I did and I actually didn't do a lot of movement. And I wore this sweatshirt and my it, everything was literally covered, but my face and hands. And the way I looked at the camera and the way I engaged with the moment, you know, what I saw in myself was this divinely sensual, delicious being who didn't have to wear anything other than her own fucking skin and make eye contact. And just like, I felt like when I did that video, I remember thinking of, um, it's just you and spirit right now just you and spirit. Like, I know your phone's there, but it's just you and spirit. And it unlocked this part of my brain of like, she wants to come out. Like I want, I want to, I am, I love being sexy. 
I love being sexy and I would never, ever say something like that. I would never admit something like that because a good girl doesn't admit things like that. A good girl doesn't like sexy. A good girl likes to be classy. She likes to be elegant and she likes to be graceful. And so to see myself in a way where like, I, I wasn't like, I was like showing anything, you know, it was this big sweatshirt. I was able to actually see the hunger of her. And so that experience, like I kept thinking about connecting, like when I would show up to videos and, and I would sing, like think to myself, like you're dancing with your ancestors, you're awakening your ancestors, you're, you're allowing some woman in your lineage who told, who was either, either murdered for showing herself or done, like horrible things happened to her, you know, like you are awakening that and, and building this safety. And like, there were, there's still handful, like where I would record, record videos and it took me a few days to build up the courage to post it with the fear that I would look too sexy or I look too like, I want you. Cause that's one of my fears. Like, I don't want you to think I want you. But again, like, that's not my problem if you think that. And the people pleaser in me was the one who's afraid of that because I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But the truth is, is like, I got to own me. Like, I got to own my sexy and I got to own what I, the way I want to move. And so when I started doing that and I made that connection and to be able to witness self, like stripped away and just like see my own eyes and, and the ways like I could dance and interact with self. Because when I do TikTok, I'm looking at me. Like I'm looking at my own self when I'm recording. So it allowed me to dance with me and connect with myself too, you know, when you do that. And then I think it's just like, you got to be willing for people to reject you. Like, that's just what it is. And, and I don't have this like perfect remedy to, or, or this like super wise way of telling you other than to fucking do it, you know, because you got to meet yourself where you're at. Like, that's the only thing I, that's the, the wisdom I have is you have to meet yourself where, where you're at. And I met myself there in 2019 and I continue to meet myself there by staying where I was comfortable, but also testing my own limits of like, this feels uncomfortable, but I like it still. And so long as I'm saying this is uncomfortable, but I like it, I do it. But if I'm saying this is uncomfortable and I'm harming myself or saying like you suck or this or that, we don't get to do it. And that's like just what it is. And there's different ways you could show yourself. Like you have close friends on Instagram where you could choose a select audience. You have, you could only show friends on, on TikTok, but I really don't want to even encourage you to hide yourself like that. I mean, like I said, meet yourself where you're at because that's what I do. <laughs> But I also want to sit here and let you know, like from one person who spent years like holding back, you don't need to, you really don't need to, because there is a, a whole world of people who like it. And that's the thing what I learned with TikTok too, is there's an audience for everyone. And so if I'm not your audience, I block you. I don't feed into it. And that's what I had to learn how to do is stop. I did get hate. I, I mean, not go what I haven't in a while, but I have, I've gotten hate. I just block it because I don't accept it. I accept me. And I just come back to me. So it's like you have these series of awakenings. And the awakenings came from you choosing pleasure over fear. Just enough that you felt comfortable, even though you're discomfortable, like uncomfortable. There was also this comfortability that you could still do it. And so what also I heard 
and and decipher like sifting through is this notion of like people can use words or you have these perceived fears of what words they're going to use against you and you're choosing what words you're going to use with yourself and accepting nothing else from everyone else including yourself so the energy work from those awakenings is having boundaries with yourself of what you accept and what you don't yeah exactly cool exactly like that just be willing like if you have passion for something like i just that's your sign that's all you need is is a sign it's that simple and if you have the passion then you also have the universe who has your back along the way and you're going to be blessed with exactly what you need in order for you to build the strength to achieve the journey mm. towards the passion. I don't even want to say you're going to achieve the goal because it's not about the goal. It's about achieving more of the journey. <laughs> and when you trust that, like for good or for worse, you trust it. Then you could start perceiving every single situation, whether someone's saying like, well, that's how you got knocked up, even though I don't have children. Or someone saying, wow, you inspire me so much. I thank God for both of them because I need both of them in order to stay humble, in order to stay driven, in order to stay in alignment with my passion. Because I also have a strong belief that the same things that make people uncomfortable are the same things that inspire people. And they are both your sign to keep going. And so when you are faced with both energies, both are your sign. Don't get distracted by your mind because your mind wants to be a victim at the end of the day and your mind wants to feel sorry for itself. And that's attached to your past. Don't be the victim. Be the person who witnesses pain and becomes the powerhouse. You don't want to be victim. You want to be powerhouse. Powerhouse doesn't bypass pain, but it lets go of suffering. You don't need to suffer because someone doesn't receive you the way you want to be received. You could feel in pain for it, and it could hurt, but then you move forward because you know that that's you, you're doing, you're shaking up this earth if people are getting upset about it. Right, <laughs> and that's right. exactly what you should be doing. And from one people pleaser to another, like I sit in support of how fucking uncomfortable that is. Um, and I'm not a people pleaser. I take that back, suck that back in. We are not a people pleaser, but we are, <laughs> we are healing from it. Actually, I don't want it. Ugh, get it back out of my mouth. Go, you know, mother earth can she knows what to do with it <laughs> i love that that was incredible that was like beautiful the mind it's so funny because the mind it, it plays tricks right so the mind wants to play victim because it wants to not necessarily know that it has the control to change whatever situation it's in right but it also wants to be this badass and so it has to release the identity of the victim and so recently when especially when i'm talking to you because that's where my downloads have been going up guys I can't wait until next month because my coaching container like officially starts and I will have four women in which I am working with but I will be having many more in the future it's just I'm so excited because I finally get to be in my powerhouse I literally get to have receive the downloads and give it and so Mark Elena has been giving me a lot and I've been able to just give her my downloads and one of the downloads being like we keep praying to a God outside of ourselves, which I do believe there's a universe. I do believe there's a, like a, a divine whatever happening, 
Um, and I do pray and I do ask for signs, but we also need to acknowledge that we have the power within us and we have our inner voice. We have our soul, we have our spirit. And, and at the end of the day, you can pray to yourself because you are connected to that divine because you are God, you are the divine. And so like, once my mind understood that and no longer wanted to hold the victim mode. So when you're like, the mind wants to stay victim, my mind doesn't want to stay victim. It does have moments, but it doesn't want to stay there. And that's, that's cool. And that's a huge sign of growth. Right. A huge sign <laughs> of growth. Because I do, I absolutely believe that. I absolutely believe that like, we're moving to a place where mind it is not the victim. Cause you're right. Like my mind isn't the victim anymore. Like I don't, I really don't allow myself. I allow myself to feel pain. Like when it comes through and, you know, like cold, holding yourself accountable when you are being a victim, you know, like how is this serving me? Like, how would it better serve me? Like I, like of this pain, you know, right. to feel this pain without becoming the pain. Right. Exactly. Good for us good for us <laughs> I know it's how... like my soul and my mind's a team like mm. and and it's taken my mind a while to see that we can trust my soul we can trust the divine like we don't need to just work from the mind like we've identified with the mind so we'll be like I'm scared no your mind is scared your soul is not and like deciphering what voices are coming from what part of yourself and then your mind sees enough that it's able to trust the divine and also have a role. And like, that's a miracle. Yeah. I think that's like, that's such a key point that you just like described because it really isn't like, just like the absence of being a victim. Right. right. It's actually about us finally deciphering what is mind and what is soul. And that is what allowed us to stop becoming a victim because when we understand what's coming from our head versus like what, is actually our life path, life does become more clear. It really does. Like, you know, and it, and it feels so much better to be like, Hey human, it's okay that you're human. It's okay that you hurt or you like you, you miss this or you used to enjoy that. And this is over, but soul says it's time to go, you know, or do whatever. I just had an epiphany. I have to share it with you guys. So you're, you're hearing this firsthand. So I've been wanting to become a speaker at other people's events and go on other people's podcasts. And I don't know which podcast. So I keep getting, and I don't want to just like have to research what podcast I want to go on to share my story. So like, that's been like a mind fuckery, let me tell you. And so this morning I decided to just reach out to people I want on my podcast because that even though that used to be super scary for me, that has become like so easy. So, so, so easy. The epiphany I just had was the fact that my podcast will be discovered and people will hear what I have to say. And I will be asked to speak on stages and I will be asked to go on other people's podcasts. So I don't actually need to do any work right now of like, knows the grindstone, find the podcast, do the research. No, I need to keep showing up as me and people are going to hear me and then people are going to ask me to be on their podcasts and go to their speaking events. And yeah, thank you so. 
Thank you, so. I claim, I claim the same thing. And I, you know, you remind me of Abraham Hicks. <clears throat> okay, actually, first you remind me of you, and then you remind me of Abraham <laughs> Hicks. <laughs> um, Cause I think like a year ago, you said something about like, I'm not, it's, I'm not gonna say that when I work on my business and now uh, this is like over a year ago, but you, you said something along the lines of like, I'm not gonna say that it's where I work on my business or this is work. It's, it's what I do is not work. It was the point of what you were trying to say. And then it, it tied to recently, I was listening to Abraham Hicks and, and it was about not necessarily like work, work, but I, it actually was like the same kind of concept of work you were talking about where it's like, you're going to work, but like, you're not going to call like doing emails and your, any of, any of your soul stuff. Like it's not, it's, it's your business. And that's usually what you say. Like I'm work. I will say, you will say I'm working on my business, but it, point is, how this ties to this um, is Abraham was saying how the problem of why we're not achieving what we want is because we're working towards it. Right. And, and that's the connection I was making. And I made that full like connection of what you were trying to say then. Mm-hmm. And that's what you were trying to say is like, I'm no longer going to work at what I'm doing because this isn't work. This is passion. Like this is purpose. This is, this is Dharma, you know, um, you, you kind of said it again with what you were saying of like, I'm not working. Like I already just am me. And I feel like that's, that's a really like hard, um, or I don't want to say it's hard, but it has been a, a little bit of a complex message for, I think people who have always just worked, 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 work in order for love and success to, to comprehend that. Oh, love and success. Yeah. Love and freaking success. It's not that you're unsure. It's that you're unsure if you're going to be successful. It's that you're unsure if you're going to be loved. Like, oh, oh. Mm, that it really is. Like, and you know what? Like, you and I, like, our business, our businesses is a perfect example. Like, we are two people who left corporate world to take a dive into our business, knowing that it, we weren't scared or confused. It was, we were unsure we would be successful at what we are doing. I never and worked what, for corporate America. I just want to clarify. Um, you did work a nine to five though. Well, that's what I mean. No. So this is funny. This is, this is actually like, I've always told myself I'm never working a desk job. And then like, I, I worked a couple of desk jobs. Right. And I, and I was a host for a bit, but the point being to my mind, I still never worked for corporate America. I worked for my auntie Lynn. Like that was my job. And then I worked at the Montessori school for you. I never worked for a corporate or, or a boss. Like I always worked it's for the true. people that I loved and I'm like, yeah, no, I gave me income for whatever, but like, I never, I never worked for corporate. It's, it's so, so funny. funny, Amber, that you say that because you took me back to this memory where like when I moved to New Hampshire, I worked with Robin and and I remember that was the only time, like that was the first time in my life that I finally started to show up to work, not only er- on time, <laughs> but like five, uh, I tried to be like five, 10 minutes early, which for your girl, <laughs> like that was, 
that's that's rough. <laughs> I'm usually like I'm the tardy one. I'm usually like five minutes late. All right. I'm sorry, but I usually like back then I was. And I remember like I showed up every day and I would think I have to get there for Robin. I have to show up on time for Robin. Like, so you're right. Like I didn't I didn't work for them. I was always working for someone else. Um, and I remember even when I became a director, like I remember like it was actually my coworker, Kathy. Like I was like, I gotta get there for Kathy. Like I gotta get there for Kathy. Um, you know, like we're a team, we're a team, I gotta get there you know um so it's so funny you say that I like that though I've never worked for corporate America I always worked for these individuals <laughs> well I was wondering why that's never sat with me because I know that I've worked nine to fives or like in in a in a field that was corporate right um but it, it I I always said I was never going to and even mm-hmm. though I was in those settings the reason why I said yes to the jobs was because the people I loved asked me mm. And as soon as you left, I was basically, or no, it wasn't even you left, but something happened. And I, I went to school. I you, you were covering, uh, you were subbing for me. So, and then you didn't need coverage anymore. That's what it was mm-hmm. for that time slot. So yeah, no, then I was like, I, I stopped working for them. And then same with Auntie Lynn, she quit. And then I quit. So yeah. Like it, it was like, no no point. If the person's not there, like I ain't working for you. I work for the paycheck and bills. And that, and that one person. <laughs> exactly. <it>. Exactly. <laughs> um, and money can come in any way, shape or form, which is something that I'm uncovering. And so I decided a couple of weeks ago, I was going to understand money codes. Like I was going to understand money energetics. And this is my like, unsure to not, you know, if whatever. So I decided that I wasn't going to work a nine to five. I decided I was going to stay home with Lily and I decided I was going to have a business with, with Lily. And so that was a decision that was anchored in my truth, but filled with uncertainty of how people were going to view me. And my worst fear was how my husband was going to view me. And quite recently, and I'm just going to like give you guys all the deets. He didn't view me. Well, nope. Uh-uh. And my worst fear came true. And he was like hardcore being like, he had had a couple of drinks and he was like, if I were to leave you, like you would be screwed. And I was like, Hmm, you're an ass. Like you're, you're an ass. Um, I don't accept what you're saying, but like it shook me because my worst fear had come true around money and career and how I was seen by the one person that's supposed to love and accept me unconditionally because he chose to. And I hop on my call with my coach Amber and she goes, fuck him. And she was the first person I told this to. And to hear the confirmation that I, I needed was awesome. Like is exactly what the, the doctors ordered. Because from that point, like I had hit my rock, my rock bottom, right? The, my worst fear had come true. I could only go up from here. And I was like, I, I looked at him the next day and I said, leave me. If that's what's going to make you feel safe and secure in this world, leave me. Because I'm not going anywhere. I'm staying with this job that I have, which is, it was Spirit of Mother at the time. It is now the Spirit of You Temple. And you either accept me or you don't. I'm an entrepreneur. You either accept me or you don't. 
And I took my power back in that moment, which has allowed me to go on this money career um, excursion of like, what does it mean to be financially, um, like the universe is my bank account and build this business. And I don't think we have learned that money comes through career. And I'm, I'm trying to, I'm learning to untangle that. And so one of the things that I did recently is I said, I, I've always used this um, in my spiritual uh, awakenings, like since that time of any energy that is not mine, go away. And any energy that is mine, come back to me. For the first time, a couple of weeks ago, I said, all my money that I've ever spent <laughs> on personal development, come back to me. And this opportunity arised that I could enter a Kim Kardashian giveaway of $130,000 and I get picked tomorrow. But do you see that? I don't, I'm not saying like, oh, I might get picked. I am getting picked tomorrow. And like, there's no part of me that believes that I'm not getting picked. And it's the same energy I had when I asked Jacob to come back into my life. Um, We were broken up. I was dating someone else and that someone else had, had had smoked a lot and made a fool of me in front of my friends. And so I was like, I wish I had the communication of this guy mixed with Jacob. I just want Jacob back. And two days later, Jacob comes into my life. And so like, this is the same energy. Like I am literally seeing how I can win $130,000, get rid of all of my debt. That's not my student loans and have elevate and like purchase the event space and purchase this photographer I've been wanting and get Mark Elena over to the East coast because God, I need my friend back. And, um, honestly though, I did until you said you come to me, which was earlier today, I was like, I'm flying out to Mark Elena. So, <laughs> um, it's just like, I wrote, I wrote it all out. And then I started speaking about it because when I speak, these things actually come true in my life. And I manifested a tree falling on my husband's car and us receiving money for it without him being hurt. Like literally two days before that happened, I, I was like hoping something happened to his car where he didn't get hurt. Like no one was injured and the car was drivable, but we could get money. And we did like that happened, that happened. And so like, this is happening. I chose to be an elevate and it happened. I chose, at, and, and this is, Mark Elena might um, hate this analogy because I actually, we haven't talked since this occurred. So maybe we need to cut this out, but depending on your response. Um, but I didn't go to Nevada last year. And she was like, so pissed at me because of how I went about it. No, you were totally, uh-uh, uh-uh. You totally were. No, I was direct with you because- well, Okay, because I, and, and you, pissed, I know I know you do <laughs> you absolutely do because anytime I'm direct with you you think I'm like so mad at you but um no because the reason I and I will just to, to clarify the reason I was so direct with you is because it was reminding me of what another friend did and I wasn't direct with them and it ended up causing a fight and disgruntle so I was like you know what she's avoiding me I'm aware she's avoiding me and she's avoiding this topic and now because she's avoiding this topic, she's also avoiding other parts of our relationship. And so that's why I was like, I'm just going to be direct with her. And, you know, that's something I'm actually working through as, a, as like a recovering 
um, people pleaser is people receive my directness as me being insensitive and, and um, I'm angry and like unkind. Well, and, because we're not direct human, like as humans, mm-hmm. we've been conditioned not to be direct and like, I've and then to much- receive it as like a fight, like, as like, I, I don't like you or because I'm not liking the actions. And, and right. so um, I know, yeah, like when, when humans are very to the point, we tend to think that they're actually like angry with us because of how we've received it in the past, you know? Well, thanks for calling me out. <laughs> no, no, seriously. No. And I was glad I was because I was, because the reason I did that is because I was getting frustrated with you. And it was like the same situation that I had today with the, with the, this is another story and you guys don't need to know this. Um, but I got frustrated with someone and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to be direct. Like I'm going to call and tell them how I feel because this is how I feel and, and how they receive it is how they're going to receive it. And that is a vow of a confident person. And I will say that me being that moment with you, that, that is an example of confidence of being like, no, I see that this is a relationship is suffering because we're uncomfortable that we're not living up to what we said. And that's what I saw in you. I knew you were so uncomfortable that you weren't living up to what you said. What's funny is like, I needed to receive the lesson that I, and I want to get back to the manifestation in a second, but like, I, I'm still learning that people can be direct and people aren't mad because I, I grew up with direct and anger. Like it was, it was combined. And I was told that like, that's how the world is. So like, there obviously was some energetics that needed to happen. Um, but I also believe you went out to the desert to be in the desert like literally you were called physically and emotionally in the desert and and so we we couldn't come like the, the universe was like no Mark Elena can't come but I also manifested me not going because I was so uncertain I was so unsure I kept putting it out there I was like I don't know where the money's coming from anytime I say that I don't know where the money's coming from it happens like I don't I don't receive it. But anytime I say I'm going to find the money, I get the money. So like that's and what I, happened there. I manifested that too. Like, so, so, you know, like a backstory. Cause I remember saying to John on a multiple occasions, cause he'd be like, are they coming? And every single time we spoke, I said, I don't know. I have a feeling they're not. Cause I just think that the finances aren't going to be there. And I remember like that day, like I was talking to him and it's funny because you received it as being angry. And I remember like I had talked to him beforehand. I said, you know, I'm just going to let her know, like, I'm just going to let her know so that she could stop like killing herself, like that she's going to potentially disappoint me. (laughs) And then you still thought I was mad at you, which is the funny part. Um, But I'm glad that you know now that like I was not mad by any means. It was actually the intention was to relieve you, um, (laughs) but it fed into your fear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but but I also knew. Yeah, there was there was a lot that was happening, but I I was I created that financial thing. So now I'm learning like I I can create financial abundance Abundance. aside from my business or career or a job. And so like super excited for this hundred and thirty thousand dollars tomorrow. And I'm super excited like, and I also feel like this, there's not this pressure anymore for me to get a whole bunch of clients. Mm-hmm. So with that, that pressure aside, I have a feeling like my soul clients are going to come through exactly when they're divinely meant to, because I mm-hmm. am wealthy without yeah. that. 
And something that my, my former coach Zoe said to me when I saw her, she was like, I said to her, I was like, I'm the most broke I've ever been physically. Like the money is not here, but I do not feel broke. And she goes, you look very vibrant. I was like, cause, cause I am. And I know that vibrancy is going to bring all of my finances so I can do all the things that I want to do. Absolutely. Um, and I just want to go back to a, a point that like came through <clears throat> with you, like acknowledging that you manifested not having money and, mm-hmm. and now you're manifesting having money. And something that I had said within that was how I manifested also that you weren't going to be able to. And so the, the, the point I want to bring up is like, if you really want to help your friends and support your people, the best fucking way to do so is energetically in the direction that's going to be for their highest good. Because what we just shared with you was how powerful two people can manifest something not working out. So let's take that same energy and manifest every fucking thing that is going to work out because that is where we need to be putting our energy. Cause I realized we both spent a lot of time being like, Meh. and now like our energy is like, you're winning, you're winning, you're winning. It's already happened. Like it's already happened. Like I already got the phone call and it's, yeah. this is, this is the energy that we move into because the only reason we think the other way is it's like fear-based mindset. Mm-hmm. You, you mentioned like the manifesting one thing that's been happening with me and Mark Elena that I'm like calling us out on now and, and all, or myself specifically, and like asking myself to step into, I've been asking Mark Elena to help me with my business in different ways. So it was first the podcast. And then I, my podcast, like literally like dissipated because I knew something was shifting and it shifted. And so And then I asked her to re-enter my business. And I was like, with Pinterest and the podcast, because I know the magic that happens when you have help in your business that is in full support of my business to allow it to come to fruition in the ways that I want to see it to come to fruition. Like I know, like energetically speaking, like that's what I want. Like I need the contract, whatever, like it does not need to be an employee, like contract support and like let's, let's bring this mission to the masses. And, and I've been like, like, I don't know, like, what, what are you going to do? And I'm like, oh, so I didn't even ask you, what do you want Mark Lana to do? What? Why haven't I asked that to myself? Like, why haven't I been allowing my mind to dictate that? Why have I been allowing unsurety into that instead of declaring what I want? So I'm declaring that I need help in my business because <laughs> I need, I like the energy of having something to respond to, to bring it out. And like, so what is that? Hmm. Claim what your soul wants, ask your soul and then claim it and let your soul guide you. Mm. And through that, you guys will see through us. I mean, if you listen to us and follow our journey, you already see how we are just, we are just two testimonials of living through soul can look like. Yeah. I also want to say that today I got two signs that was saying I was getting the money tomorrow. One was through Marco Lena with Abraham Hicks winning the lottery twice. And one was Alex Benayan winning a whole bunch of money on Jeopardy for him to continue his mission. And he wanted a mentor and he found that. I've already found my mentor. I know who I'm like, who I hired and that I'm going to continue to hire her. So like, hi, 
What up, universe? I'm flirting with I'm flirting with you. Yes, I yes. am. Yes. <laughs> hey, bring it back to the movements. Through movement, start flirting with the universe. Yes. Start flirting with the idea that everything works out for you. Start flirting and romanticizing all of it because it's already yours and you're already living it. You're already living it. I love it. Already. Thank I you. I love all. you guys. Love you so much. I want to take a moment and bow my head to all of you. I place my hand on my heart and I extend my love to each and every one of you. Thank you for your encouragement. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your love. And thank you for choosing you. If you would like to support me further, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a review. And also head over to Spotify and leave a rating there. If you would like to work with me one-on-one or in my online community, you can find out more information at www.marcolinalion.com. I send you all with so much love, beautiful beings. Keep shining brighter and brighter.